What's good, everybody? This is Moses, and this is Three Count Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering the Ring. I am your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller. That's right, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. You should call me your Sherpa. You better be calling me your Sherpa right now because I've said this so many times. But like every good Sherpa, you got to have someone who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can. That's why it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring. So who's entering the ring today? You can find this man at CZW. You can find this man at ROH. You can find this man at MCW, Pale Pro. You can find this man at DPCW and VIP. You can see this man on one half of the Soldiers of Savagery, or you can find this man at one-fifth of Shane Taylor Promotions. He is the bad man, the prolific one, Moses. Thank you. That's a hell of an introduction. Hey. <laughs> man, so, one, thank you for coming on our show, man. Oh, you're welcome. Thank Bro. you for having me. Yeah, dude. Like, we, so, we have our debate show that's on every Sunday, and I think now that people will know that, Four-fifths of <laughs> STP has been on. We have talked about this match every single time. But uh, genuinely, we were so excited watching uh, the Battle of Brooklyn and just prolific versus STP and just the the straight smash style that you guys, like, put on, like, the clinic that you guys put on of just, like, hard-hitting, just having, like, a good time. Like, obviously, you know, we know the story, but – just the hard hitting that was going on in your guys' match. And it was the only match that we have had that was an independent show or independent like match from the Indies be on the, the Red Dogs power rankings. And uh, we, it was just, we were blown away with it. And, and I know Chaz and myself and Prince, uh, McAvoy, we talk about the match every, every time we get a chance. <laughs> oh, thank you, man. Um, what's crazy is, we really did that match on little sleep. Um, Shane, Khan, and I worked down in Texas the night before. And by the time the show was over and selling merch and then getting up for early flight, I think we had like two hours max. Then get on the plane, fly to Baltimore, then have the four-hour drive up to New York, get there, then do the match. Like, it was <laughs> – I can only imagine what that match would be like if we had some rest. <laughs> Yo, I I would have never guessed that, man, because it's just the way you guys all looked in the ring, it just looked so fluid. It looked like it was meant to be. Like, you know, I've talked to Tyree on, on, on the opposite side and just asked him about the match, too, and he was telling me stuff about it. So, like, just seeing all you guys, like, interacting, the story that you guys were being told, man, like, I can't wait to see y'all run that back and just see, like, how it looks the second time around. Same, same thing. Bet, man. So, question I always ask everybody whenever they jump on, right? So, my first question is going to hit is, who is Moses? Uh, Moses is a work in progress. Uh, I would say at this point, um, I can't say that I was, like, raised in the church, but uh, around middle school, high school was when my mom got me heavily um, into the church. Um, so the church has a lot of like influence in my life and just beliefs, um, thus Moses, uh, which is, but like my name was Malcolm Moses. Uh, but 
the powers that be in Ring of Honor felt like that was just a lot to say uh, or a lot to put in a lower third, which makes sense when you're on TV. If you have like Khan's full name, my full name and Soldiers of Savagery, your font's going to be pretty small. So then that's what just dropped to Moses, which I was cool with. Um, and I'm actually like thinking of some ideas for it. Um, but yeah, heavily involved in the church. Um, I love to run my mouth. Uh, I like to say like my, my bite is big as my bark. Um, I'm a big guy, but I like to fly, which is crazy because I'm scared of heights. Um, <laughs> but like, I, I am. I, I don't like heights, but for some reason, I have no problem jumping off of a rope, a top rope or something like that. Um, I don't really have fears um, in the ring, uh, which is crazy because it's a lot of scary stuff that could happen. Um, but for all the time that I put into it, it's kind of just like, what are you going to be fearful of? This is what you wanted to do, so go in there and do it. Um, I am a person who I'm very passionate about what I do. Um, I care about the people that I care about. Um, I care about wrestling. I care about the business. Um, but as far as like who is Moses in 2022, I honestly just have to say the question mark. Um, I feel a shift. I feel a, uh, I guess if we want to talk Pokemon uh, evolve. I wouldn't say it'd be my final phase, but there's an evolution happening. Um, and I'm patiently waiting to see what I can become. I feel like, so I feel like that's a lot of people, like when they're in the sport, right? Like they all like want to like grow into different forms and stuff that and different like characters within themselves, but to like also expand that out. I know like even for me, just starting off as like, you're like, like a soldier type character and very military stick, stoic, right? Like, people were getting behind the gimmick, but not to the point where I was feeling it because I just didn't feel like it was connecting with myself. And even like all my close friends would say the same thing that I wasn't connecting with anybody else. And so I decided to make a change and to just be more like who I am. And kind of, you said it best. I like to talk shit like while I'm in a ring <laughs> and I make it very apparent that I am talking a lot of shit, but it's, it's crazy to think like, like just for me, I've only been in for just like under two years. So just for me to have like the the idea, like, Hey man, like I gotta, I gotta change this up and make it work. Like, just like how you're saying, like you're looking for that evolution step and you're looking for that, that next Mosemon, if you might want to say, I, I definitely, I definitely appreciate like the fact that you're like open and honest about saying, Hey, like I feel the changes are coming and they're going to come. Absolutely. So I'm curious, man, like what brought you into the sport? Uh, I graduated college and I came out, I was a teacher, um, figured out that's not what I wanted to do with my life. And then I started working a corporate job and I was like, I'm not doing this for the next 30, 40 years. So like, might as well just, if I'm going to have to do this, I'm going to chase my dream in the meantime. So. Yo, I like that though. <laughs> I feel like everybody has like their own unique story of like how they found their way into into the sport. I know yeah. people call it the business. Man, it is what it is. But I feel like people find a way into this world and then like it's always kind of a unique story. So to hear that you are like, I'm here as a teacher. Nah, that's not for me. I'm in the corporate world. That's definitely not for me. I'm just about to go shoot for shoot my shot and go go tag. Yep. 
it's wild too, man, because I've been following, I've been following and reading like, and watching, uh, and to see you go from like MCW to ring of honor, I know you still work both sides, but to see you just keep pushing and evolving and, and moving like in like a stead forward, uh, progress. It's, it's a wild ride to watch you keep doing your thing, man. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. So I know you're a big guy and I know what they say in the business. A lot of big guys don't take a lot of bumps, but I got to know, man, what's the worst bump you've taken? Uh, Let me see. I would have to say to this day, man, the worst bump I've ever taken. I have to say when me when uh Brian Johnson and I fell off the top rope through a table. Yeah. I could imagine that would not feel great. <laughs> no. <laughs> um no, that, that wasn't a nice bump. No. I was like, did the table at least break? Yeah, the table. Oh. Yeah, cuz I, you know, I've watched people like take bumps on like tables and like they don't break and I'm just like mm. <laughs> I know all that pain. Like it hurts so much just watching you. <laughs> yeah. So I'll ask behind the scene, right? Like I'm curious, man. Like, is it true? Like, right when the table breaks, at least cushions your fall a little bit, or does it just all hurt the same? Well, I can't speak for everybody, but I know I'm thankful because at 300 pounds, slow me up a half second is better than nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Bad. <laughs> you got. So- I mean, that's his physics, right? Mass, gravity. It's just, it's never good in, in the long run. So, yeah. I mean, at least you're not hitting terminal velocity while you're going down. <laughs> Bad, man. So I'm curious, though, man, like through your through your, your career so far, like who's hit you the hardest or what's the hardest you've been hit? Uh, the hardest I've been hit. I've had to say it was hot sauce. He packs a mean clothesline, and I think it's because I'm not trying to be funny when I say it, but it might come off that way. But like, I think because he's skinny, he his like his limbs are more aerodynamic in the air. Like I swear, I heard it whistle as it was coming, and when it hit me, I was like, "Yeah, that's what I heard." <laughs> yeah, that, that woke me up. <laughs> oh, I could imagine. So I'm curious, man. Like. I know, I know we've talked to talked to Shane about it. He was talking about, you know, on the West Coast about Goodberg or In and Out on the East Coast about Smoothie King, but do you have a post match meal or post match snack that you have to have? Um, I don't necessarily have a post match meal that I have to have because it kinda depends on where you are. And it kinda depends on what I gotta do the next day. So like I'm not gonna like pig out if I know I gotta work the next day. Um and it also depends on where I am. So, like, we, STP, took a trip out to California back in December. And after we worked out with C.T. Fletcher, we went to Roscoe's. If I can go to Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles after every workout or after every match, I'd go. <laughs> That's how good that place was. Oh, uh, Well, okay. I just need to ask this question because I did watch that video with y'all and C.T. Fletcher. And I'm just curious, is it just Roscoe's or would – any meal been great after that. Uh, probably any meal, but since like I told them, listen, this is my first time in California. This is my first time, but we're not gonna be here that long. We're going to Roscoe's, and then we were, everybody was just like, okay, after the workout session. 
man. So did you do the the thousand rep tricep workout? No, we started with oh wait, uh no, we did the gauntlet. So that's mm -hmm. uh two hundred reps on the tricep laying down. Right. Um then we did the uh Compton circle. Then C T had us do a version of the tricep thing, but it was like you had to like you're going against somebody, but you had to rep on his cadence. But you also had to hold the weight when he wasn't telling you to rep, which was even worse. So. <laughs> yeah, I've I've followed his career for a while, man. Knowing that mm -hmm. that man has had like three heart surgeries and like just everything that's going on with him, and finally seeing that he's like slowing down because he's like, you know what, like maybe the doctor's right after the third heart surgery. Right. But it's so interesting to see someone like CT Fletcher like going through his going through his workouts and then to see him pass that knowledge down. And to see five dudes that I genuinely like watching, like, work, to see them work out with him, I was like, I don't think this gets any better than, than what I'm watching. And and I know, like, I know watching, like, the constant circle, like, man, I just know, like, probably by, like, the fifth or sixth rotation, you're kind of like, you know what, no, like, I'm, I'm done with this, but I have to keep going because everybody else is going. <laughs> no, I told him this while I was there. I was like, you know, I graduated college in 2012. And that was the year that he pretty much broke YouTube. Um, and I was like, yo, it was because of your videos that I got in the gym. <laughs> like literally just watching his videos, I command you to grow. It's still your motherfucking set. Get your ass to the gym. Like, all right, all right, all right, I'm going. Like he literally through the computer screen got me going to the gym. <laughs> That's, and I, I feel like, I feel like that's like a lot of people that, that are there. I know like for me, uh, like I was a big Jim, Jim Sapani fan, like myself, mm -hmm. just like looking at his workouts and engaging with them and stuff. And then I found CT and I was like, like, I like the way Jim coaches, but I like the way CT motivates. I was like, yeah. and see yeah. that CT gets you fired up, like no matter what. So yeah. I definitely I can relate to that. So I'm curious, man, uh, what's been like one of the hardest lessons that you've had to learn since you've been in the sport? Um, time means nothing. And I mean that as in just because you have been training for five years doesn't mean that you're going to get an opportunity before a guy who's been training for one year, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. Sometimes people not, might not see a value in you. They might see a value in them. Um, that's not, that doesn't mean that you're not good. It just means that, that you're not what they're looking for. Um, but that doesn't mean that you stop pursuing. I like that. It's, it's cause, uh, I know for me, like I decided finally like to start venturing out past my first circles and, uh, yeah, I got my first, I got my first no. And I was like, damn, I was like, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So I definitely can I can relate to that being said, man. So like to help you get over like that initial cause, right? What what did you do to um get over that initial like, hey, this guy, this is not what you're not what we're looking for? Um, you just can't look at it as uh you can't take it personal. I've read this book called The Four Agreements years ago. And one of the principles was take nothing personally. Um, and 
when you think about it, at the end of the day, everybody that goes to these wrestling schools or their training, they're all we're all fighting for our shot, right? And there's only there's only a finite amount of spots at all these companies. Yet you have new people training every single day. Every single month there's a new class or every however month there's new classes starting. That's a it's another crop of guys who are now starting their pro wrestling journey. So you have this number that's constantly growing of a pool to choose from, but this number over here of spots to get, that's the staying the same. <laughs> right. So and, and unless there's like injuries or retirements or stuff like that, like this is still gonna stay the same while this keeps getting larger and larger. And you just have to look at it like at the end of the day, I mean, yeah, it, it's just competition. Training is competition. That's wild, man, because I know like for me, I'm yeah, I'm having technical difficulties right now, yo. But uh <laughs> I know for me it's definitely it's definitely wild because I, I, I find myself like pushing all like and I and like I said, I've only been doing this for like just under two, just a little over two years, like training wise. And I find myself like trying to grow and stuff. And I know like people always tell you like get out of your comfort zone and keep reaching out towards like everything else. It's 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 wild because like um and one thing I heard like from people like with their resumes and stuff like that, they're always like, put this in, but don't put that in, put that in, but don't put this in, right? And it's it's very like you never get like a straight answer. You're always trying to find like the right medium or whatever's going to work for you. But I know like I just recently had a discussion with a train with a uh, with another promoter outside of my own normal circle, and like I was asking them like, hey, do you have any advice for if I'm not for you, bet just let me know. I'm totally cool with that. But just let me know like what I can do to like do better. And he just wrote me back like one word or like one one sentence answer. And all he said was get more reps in. And I was like, all right, that's thank you. <laughs> but at least you got a response. Right. And I hear that a lot, too. Like uh, my trainer told me, too, he was like, you know, uh, you're not always going to get heard. <laughs> you're, never, you're not always going to get somebody talking back to you. So you need to uh, be appreciative when someone like responds back to you. <laughs> No, I mean, I, I, I'm, I know that feeling. <laughs> oh man, I'm just all right. So my other question for you, man, that's really gonna I'm trying to hit that is, uh, what kind of advice would you give to up and coming wrestlers? Um, make one. Make sure that this is what you really want to do. And when I say that, I'm not saying it because um, it's hard. It's extremely hard. But one, are you willing to sacrifice things that are important to you, such as time with your family? Are you willing to tell your family, hey, I'm not going to be at the cookout this weekend because I'm driving six hours with my training partners to the show and when they ask, oh, are you working? And you're like, oh, no, I'm, maybe I can get an opportunity. I can help set up and tear down. Are, are you willing to do that? Are you willing to get booked on a show for free when you first started? And you're, you're basically, you're taking a loss. Are you willing to have long hours, do like long hours or literally get little sleep during the week because you have to work a day job to support your wrestling it's, it's not easy, but you have to ask yourself, is it something you really want to do? 
because um, a lot of people think that, that you go to these training schools or you go to school and they will teach you to do cool shit when you show up first day and all you're doing is blow up drills and calisthenics and running <laughs> and you thought it was just cool. Like, nah, that's not all this is. This is so much more that you don't see. And you really got to ask yourself, Art, one, do you really want that? And two, are you built for it? I feel like that's like the most important question to ask yourself because I feel like, are you built for it? Like, can you handle this? Like, I feel like those are things that like, I never asked myself. I was just like, I really want to be involved with this as much as I can be. And so I was like, let me, let me work on like how to get better at this. And so, you know, I saw the opportunity to create a podcast and like bring people on and ask them for advice and stuff. And I was like, let me, let me go ahead and keep pushing on this and see how much we can get out of it. Because at the end of the day, like, I'm sure, you know, someone out there is going to benefit from like all these like conversations and stuff like that. But it was something I wasn't planning on because I almost, I almost told myself I was done twice. Mm -hmm. And uh, the first time was because I had worked, I had worked with somebody and like, it just didn't like, it was during practice and it just wasn't like I, for some reason it just wasn't clicking. So I was like, maybe I'm just not built for this. Maybe I'm just not made for this. Maybe this wasn't supposed to be for me. And Mm -hmm. uh, I went back and talked to that person and they're like, no, dude, you're doing great. And I was like, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I just kept doubting myself. And then the second time, it was after, uh, I, I'll tell you this story off the air, but there was an event that happened. It was, uh, yeah, it wasn't good. It wasn't It wasn't pretty at all. <laughs> but uh, let me ask, man. So you've been in a lot of different locker rooms. You've been in a lot of different places. Give me one do and one don't of the locker room. Uh, do wash your your gear because nobody wants to be smelling stank gear. Um, one don't is if there's a commission and workers will know what I'm talking about. If there's a commission and there's a line, let the veterans go before you, you young guys get up there just because you want to get out of the way. Like, the vets have paid their dues. Give, let them get through, and then you take care of yourself afterwards. That's great. I, you know, what's funny is I've never heard that before. That's the first time I've heard that. So I'm like, I right, bet now I'm going to take that into notice. <laughs> so every state doesn't have one, but the ones that do, and the people who've ever had to deal with the commission, they know what I'm talking about. Oh, I and that's it's funny because like I know. Let's be let's be transparent. Okay. I'm out of Maryland, all right? We understand that. <laughs> but it, And we know that there's a commission here. It's weird because I've never, I never thought about that. I'm always like, I just see people like at the line and I'm just like watching them. I'm just like, mm, all right, cool. You're there. I've never thought. And honestly, like I'm, I, <laughs> I just told uh, the other day, they're like, hey man, like we want to get you your, because I haven't, to be honest, I haven't wrestled in the state of Maryland. But I'm from Maryland, and I've worked at other places. So they're like, hey, we want you to get your license. I was like, okay, how do I do that? <laughs> so now it's like, they're like, oh, just come to the next show, and we'll we'll help you get it. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So I'm just like, whatever's clever. Um, yeah, that's wild. <laughs> I never thought about like, oh, yeah, let veterans up front first. Because I was just like, oh, was, we're all standing in the line. <laughs> but – 
Those are all like my heavy hitting questions, man. But we do got to get into the second best segment of the three count podcast. And that is the 10 count questions. And this is how it works. Mr. Moses, I'm going to fire off 10 questions at you rapid fast. Whatever's your answer, that's your answer. So we're going to put on the imaginary timer for added pressure. All right. And here we go. Smackdown or Raw? Smackdown. Favorite movie? Ooh. Um. <laughs> I have a lot. Let's go with the great debaters. Okay. Mario or Sonic? Mario. Favorite television character? Martin. Let's go. PlayStation or Xbox? Xbox. Favorite submission move? Bear hug. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. Are you a night owl or early bird? Early bird. What is your favorite podcast? Um, crime and sports. Let's go. Uh, nominate one person that you want to see on this show. Trisha Door. Yes. One hundred our most requested guest. <laughs> and then last but not least, my favorite question to ask every single person who comes on this podcast, favorite curse word. Fuck. That's right. That's right. <laughs> A good F bomb is what everybody needs in this life. <laughs> I try to tell people, I was like, listen, if you haven't heard the history of the F word on YouTube yet, it's the greatest two minutes and 39 seconds you'll ever experience. <laughs> Tell people. It's like the first viral video ever. <laughs> <laughs> but those are all my questions for you, man. So all I need from you is let our viewers and our listeners know where they can find you. On Twitter, you can find me at Prolific Moses. On Instagram, it's at Prolific.Moses. There you go. You have all of his handles now. And you know what that means. We got to take this home. Because this is the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering the Ring. And like I said, I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller. That's right, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. That's right. You could call me your Sherpa. You should call me your Sherpa. But like every good Sherpa, you got to have someone who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can. And that's why it's never about me, but it's about who's entering the ring. And today, you see him right next to me. He is a man. He's a great, prolific Moses. So you guys know what to do. Tune in to the next episode and be there. Or you just wait for this episode to end. You wait for that outro. And then you choose another episode to listen to. Peace. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to Twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the three count underscore pod, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the three count pod, give us a like, give us a follow, leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to YouTube.com, give us a subscribe, turn the bell on, turn on notifications, leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast. And in there, you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also, one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. Oh.
at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So show us some support, please. <laughs>